You ever feel that you as a woman are the gatekeeper to sex and that after you have sex, men become the gatekeepers to commitment? If so, you're not alone. But today, I'm going to share with you a powerful paradigm shift that will remind you that you actually have tons of power, both when it comes to sex and commitment. Stick around. I'm Evan Mark Katz, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love. Welcome to the Love You Podcast. Stay to the end of this video to discover the most empowering dating advice ever. When we're done, I'll let you know how you could apply to Love You to create a passionate relationship that makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. All right. I did this on my Love You calls this week, and I am just really jazzed about it. I've been doing this for 17 years, and every once in a while, I come up with an idea that excites me. It's not that I'm not excited by the other podcasts, but today, I'm really, really excited because this is the most empowering advice I feel like I've come up with in a long time. So there is the perception, as I alluded to at the beginning of this video, that women are the gatekeepers to sex. And it makes sense if you assume that men look for sex in the process of finding love. Um, and I do often make that assumption. Right? So what happens? Guy asks you out and he's trying to get laid. He's trying to charm you. He's trying to um, seduce you. He's trying to get in your pants. And again, I'm not going to say whether it's good or bad. I'm just going to say that that's really common. And you kind of feel like, okay, I need to control this flow. Yeah, I'm attracted to him, but I want to know that I like him. I want to know that he likes me. And again, a big part of dating, and especially in month three of Love You, is telling you how to navigate that with confidence and integrity in a way that works for both men and women. So yes, women are the gatekeepers to sex because usually you're the one who is saying no setting the boundaries, and we're gonna stop here. No, your hand can't go up my shirt. No, you can't unbuckle my belt. No, you can't reach for your wallet with the condom. All right, we're gonna stop. I had a nice time. Give me a call, see you soon. If you're doing it right, you're actually employing that. You're saying no and leading him down the path, around the bases until you discover whether he's worthy of being a boyfriend. So that's actually true. But then, there's this falsehood that way too many women have embraced and I really want to obliterate here today, which is that men are the gatekeepers to commitment. Why? Because isn't he the one who has to um, choose to take down his profile to be my boyfriend? Doesn't he have to be the one who proposes to me and decides if we get married? Don't I have to just sort of sit there? Well, yes and no. Here's the thing about taking this advice from love you, operating from a place of confidence, and, right? It's this, a guy can't do anything without your permission. So if you're in my world, the CEO and men are the interns and the guy's going too fast, right? Either, oh my God, uh, I'm so attracted to you. I wanna be with you. Can we do this? It doesn't go anywhere if you say no, or if the guy goes too fast and says, Yes, I want to sleep with you, but I also want to be your boyfriend. I, I'm, I'm really excited about you. And guys get all caught up in, in chemistry and emotions and, as well. And they fantasize, you've, especially if you're middle-aged, you've probably met some lonely guys who, second they met you, wanted to become your boyfriend. No, I don't want you to see anybody else. You can't be dating anybody else. I'm, I'm a one-woman kind of guy. You're my woman. Those guys shouldn't get what they want either because you're not operating from a place of scarcity. 
You are the CEO and you're vetting as to whether he is worthy of being your boyfriend. So you get to decide if a guy is worthy of being your boyfriend by watching how he performs and shows up over the course of five, six weeks of courtship before there's any sex, before there's any commitment. So just because a guy's willing to commit to you doesn't mean you should be willing to commit to him. If you are behind the desk, if you're the CEO, it's all about the intern's effort. And you sit back and say, yes, I'm comfortable with this. No, I'm not comfortable with this. And that doesn't end once you become boyfriend, girlfriend. Now you have a couple years to date to figure out what? If you want to marry him, you think you're, you're waiting to get a ring, you're waiting to get a proposal, please choose me. I don't wanna be alone, you're the best guy. I don't know. He has to be concerned about whether he's going to be worthy of you. Because at any point in time over the couple years, you have the right to say, you know what, you were really great at the beginning, but you're not a very good communicator. You were really great at the beginning, but you don't make time for me anymore. You were really great at the beginning, but you don't make me feel special. You don't make me feel beautiful anymore. You control commitment. You do, not him. At any point in time, you have the right to fire him for any reason you want. So instead of taking that place of weakness, right, now that I got a boyfriend, I just gotta sit around and wait right, helplessly, like you're standing in line, right, waiting in the Russian bread line, waiting for someone to do something for you. No, this is something, a relationship is something you build together. Now, technically, he has the right to fire you too. But what's the point of dwelling on the fact that you, in a healthy relationship, both people technically have power, but don't want to wield power because you're really trying to build something with someone. So in the back of your mind, you know that just because a guy gets you in bed, gets you as a boyfriend, as a girlfriend, doesn't mean that he's made for life and that he could just slack off. No, you hold the keys to commitment because you can dump him. You don't have to say yes to marriage. You're not trying to convince him to propose to you. You're trying to evaluate whether you're gonna be happy with him for the next 30 years. It's a completely different shift in consciousness. I want to share with you, I'm someone who has lived this and coached women through this. I've actually done this in a couple different ways, right? Which again, sounds kind of crazy. First of all, the gatekeeper to sex part, and I, I think this is a funny story, it's the only reason I share it, is if we assume women are the gatekeepers to sex, back when I was dating, I was the gatekeeper to sex. Really, I was. Because at a certain point in time, I discovered I'd had enough sex, not that it was no longer interesting or fun, but I didn't want to be the guy who slept with someone really quickly and then didn't really know if I liked her and then had to do the slow fade and spend the next three weeks trying to get out of it. Really, it's no fun to be perceived as a jerk. So I made a policy for myself and it's a policy I, I teach my clients. I teach my clients mostly to date like men date. Basically said, hey, I don't sleep with anybody who's not my girlfriend. That was my policy in my head. I didn't always come out and state it. But when it came up, I'd be on a date, maybe on a third date, and we'd end up talking about sex. And, you know, she would say, so so do you want to? And I'd be like, you know what, I really, I, I don't sleep. I mean, we could have a lot of fun tonight, but I don't sleep with anybody I'm not in a serious relationship with. What do you think the reaction to that is? I don't know what your reaction to be would be. I've had a couple women over the years thought I was playing a game. I wasn't playing a game. I really would rather not have sex than to get in a whole heap of trouble for having sex and regretting it and trying to weasel out of it afterwards. 
So yeah, it was, it was actually a pretty smart policy, but it had double power. First one was I wasn't going to be a bad guy. The second one is it established a whole bunch of things by wielding that power. I'm selective. I don't sleep with any, just everybody. I'm not desperate for sex. I'm not here to use anybody. I have standards. I care about women's feelings. I'm relationship oriented. Just, just saying that establishes all of those things. So what happens when you say that? I didn't know this when I started doing it. It was women would become much more interested in me. Wait, you mean if I if I wanted to have sex with you, you wouldn't? Yeah, that's right. You mean if I like tried to seduce you, you you'd say no? Yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, we could have some fun tonight. I'm, I, I have some limits. I, I don't want to, I don't want to do anything I regret. I'm a big girl. I can handle it. I'm sure you can. I, I know myself better to know. And in, what this ended up doing is making women really respect me, and usually want me more. Again, it's embarrassing to say this online. So I'm like trying to make myself out to be some sort of stud. That's not the point of the story. It was the power of no, the ability to say no to someone. When every other guy is like, can I get laid? Can I get laid? Can I come over? What are you wearing now? And this is one guy who's like, yeah, I'm just selective about who I sleep with. Matter of fact, no big deal. And women are like falling all over themselves because I won't have sex with them. So doesn't it stand to reason that instead of being the desperate woman who hopes that the guy likes her and takes down his profile and commits to her. You assume the position of power. You reserve the right to say no. You take that CEO seat and treat him as if he's the intern where you could sit back and see how he performs and evaluate where things are going instead of waiting for the call. That you would have similar results and men would want you more because you have standards and boundaries and they have to work a little bit harder to earn the right to both sleep with you and get a commitment from you on the dating site and get a proposal right, to earn the right to become your husband, that's just a mental shift. So I don't, again, I don't like the idea of exhibiting power, but this is a power move. This is a power move, right? Having the confidence to assert that you're the CEO of every dating and relationship situation, and it's up to you what happens it's not up to him. My name is Evan Mark Katz. Thank you for tuning into the Love You podcast. For more episodes like this on YouTube, click the subscribe button and ring the bell. Choose all to ensure you get notified whenever new content comes out. If you're listening to the audio podcast, please scroll down below to leave an honest review on Apple. More reviews equals more awareness of the Love You podcast and more love in the world. And if you're interested in being part of Love You and taking this CEO mentality into real life so that it makes a difference, click on the link below to apply and I'll help you. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Are you the woman who has everything except a man? You can have the relationship of your dreams and you don't have to change to get it. In Love You, you will gain confidence, let go of unhealthy relationship patterns, learn to trust your judgment, understand and attract quality men, assess long-term compatibility, and create a passionate, unconditionally loving relationship with a partner who puts you first, never lets you down, and always makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Go to www.evanmarkcats.com and click on the Apply for Coaching button to get started. We'll be right back.